welcome to another episode of Emrata Asks. So this is sort of a part two to the ethical non-monogamy episode we did two weeks ago, but specifically I'm going to be talking about jealousy because it's been on my mind. Hello, White Lotus, spoilers ahead, but also because so many people who submitted or talked to me on the street or my friends or even producers on the show were just like, yeah, no, it's an, it's a no from me. And the thing that they pointed to was jealousy specifically. This is funny. I saw actually a meme that was like, why does no one know the characters' names on White Lotus? Like it's like Theo James's wife. Actually her name is Daphne. I do know that. But I'm I'm thinking about the relationship of Aubrey Plaza and her husband, and they're in this kind of desireless marriage. Again, spoilers ahead if you haven't listened or watched White Lotus, please skip ahead right now. I thought they did such a good job portraying his jealousy and his obsession with the idea that Aubrey Plaza slept with Theo James's character, his old friend, and how he's like staring at her in, in bed while she's sleeping and all he can see is like Theo James on top of her and them having this passionate sex. It's not reality, but we switch from Aubrey Plaza's um, POV to her husband's and, you know, he's picturing what he thinks happened when he knocked on the door and it was latched. And what I love about this is there's this moment where you're like totally lost and he seems like a reasonable character, but you know that Theo James has touched his wife's leg, that he undressed in front of her inappropriately and kind of out of nowhere. And you have the second of who, what's reality and you know the way that jealousy feels and it makes you kind of crazy. It makes you fantasize things and picture things that just push you further down into this hole of despair. And the best part about that, and I think what brings me back to EM and a lot of the conversations that happen around jealousy with EM, which I think are really interesting and helpful, even if you're not interested in ethical non monogamy, is that he's right. <laughs> he's right to be jealous. She is lying to him. And again, spoilers ahead. So <laughs> please, I'm so sorry if you are watching or you haven't watched White Lotus yet. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, this is just one plotline in many, many. So hopefully, I'm not ruining too much for you. But he's right; she's lying to him, and she he knows it. And he says, like, I know. At one point, he's like, I still know you're lying to me, but I know enough now to be angry, and it's validating for him. But jealousy's a really interesting emotion, and I think we have so much shame around jealousy. Like it's this ugly thing, especially when it comes to romantic relationships something that we should be ashamed of. Um, but actually in E&M, you're really encouraged to examine your jealousy and to talk about it. So I'm going to talk um, a little bit about this chapter on jealousy in The Ethical Slut, and then I'm going to reference a couple TikToks that I watched around jealousy. So let's get into it. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, 
What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So in The Ethical Slut, they say, jealousy is not a single emotion. It can show up as grief or rage, hatred or self-loathing. Jealousy is an umbrella word that covers the wide range of emotions we might feel when our partners make sexual connection with somebody else. They're obviously talking specifically about jealousy with a partner. And and basically, the, the main thing from everything I read and listened to about polyamory and the ethical slut, which I think is why we have so much shame around jealousy, is that jealousy is usually something that indicates a much larger, deeper problem in the ethical slut, here's another quote. Jealousy is often the mask worn by the most difficult inner conflict you have going on right now, a conflict that's crying out to be resolved and you don't even know it. So to use the White Lotus example, you know, his jealousy in this particular situation isn't just jealousy about sexual, you know, chemistry that his wife might have with this person. It's the relationship that he has dating all the way back to in to college with Theo James's character where there's always this competitiveness between them and this sort of like one-upping and they're two men who relate to their masculinity and their identities very differently and thus relate to women very differently. And there's this competition between them. And Theo James's character has typically, you know, sort of tried to one up his friend, so-called friend, by sleeping with women that um, he was interested in. And, And also on top of it, there's the feeling he has because in the relationship with his wife where you know she's not sexually fulfilled by him um she doesn't feel like they have sex enough what i i love about that example is like this is not it's not just a simple thing there's so many complicated deeper issues regarding his identity and who he is that make him kind of lose his mind with this this idea of these two people connecting. What I like about thinking about jealousy in this way is like, instead of being ashamed of it and like, okay, it's just an ugly emotion and I need to put it away, or even being afraid of what it indicates, people who are involved in ENM really kind of embrace jealousy. They're like, you have to talk about jealousy and what it is and how to address it. And that's the only way you can move through it. And, you know, they make this point that I think is really, I mean, it's like, duh, but to me, it just, it's really nice. First first and foremost, they say, let us point out that monogamy is not a cure for jealousy. And I saw on some TikToks and stuff, people are like, 50% of marriages end in divorce. In some ways, monogamy causes, it it brings up jealousy in, in different ways. Like there's no way to avoid jealousy when there's romance involved, which I think is just kind of refreshing in some ways because you always see other people and you're like, oh, do they, are they more enlightened? They don't have issues. And it's like, ultimately jealousy can come up in a million different ways. And, and I do think it, it, it's indicative of whatever you're going through in that moment. So one of the things they encourage people to do is disempower your jealousy by, instead of by you know, putting it away or trying to quell your anger or whatever, however the jealousy is showing it's rearing its head by really sitting with jealousy, like feeling it and being sad and being frustrated and being rageful and 
experiencing those emotions. And what I love is they say the first thing you will learn is that the experience of jealousy is survivable. That's what I loved about the White Lotus episode. Like it feels like he's not going to survive that. That episode is about you're kind of wondering who's going to die. And at one point you're like, is he going to die? Because there's this sort of feeling of it's unbearable. And I think at one point he says like, if you're not honest with me, I can't move on. Like the obsession, it's so all consuming. And they even say that in the book. I don't want to ever feel this again. It's too awful. I'll die. I'll kill myself. Experiencing that jealousy, it's just like, oh, this like terrible pressure. I think everybody I know has experienced. I also want to say that they make a point of saying, because by the way, a lot of women wrote in or femme-presenting people wrote in and spoke to me and said, E&M just seems like this crazy excuse for like men to be able to fuck whoever they want and have multiple partners. And I don't like it. And, you know, the episode from two weeks ago, we talked to one person um, who'd brought it to their relationship. And then obviously the essay came, you know, that I was referencing the husband in the relationship was the one who presented it. And listen, when I read that essay, my first feeling was like, wait, this woman just had a baby and her husband is like needing to open the relationship up. I felt angry. First of all, this person, just give her a second, you know, um, as somebody who's been through that postpartum experience, like it, t- it takes a minute to kind of feel connected to your body again and everything else. But I thought that was interesting and just a really like I think a valid point. Um, but again, you know, there there are so many women who are the ones who bring this to their relationship. But I think in general, one of the things I liked about the conversation around jealousy, which somehow feels connected to that point about men just wanting to sleep with a bunch of women and not have to be held responsible to the relationship. I mean, if you're truly practicing E&M in a healthy way, you don't just like open your relationship up. You have Again, back to what I love that B brought to the conversation. They said polyamory and ethical non-monogamy is more talking than fucking. So it actually should mean that your partner is talking to you and communicating more to you than they they were before when you were in a monogamous relationship. Um, and that speaks to one of the points they make about jealousy. Like everything we've talked about so far in this episode is how the person who's experiencing jealousy kind of needs to hold yourself accountable and do a deep introspective dive into what it is that's actually making you jealous. But also what I really like about um, what they say in this is like your partner also needs to be curious and about your jealousy and open to hearing about your jealousy. Like they, they quote, you know, you're jealous, aren't you? Don't you don't try to deny it. You know, there's always um, this kind of accusation around jealousy of like, oh, you're jealous. Like I see it. It's a bad thing. And that also doesn't help with the jealousy because I, I think the ultimate truth of this is like that emotion should be respected just like all emotions we experience it needs to be respected and that means your partner also needs to respect it and instead of feeling threatened by it or blaming you they need to say like okay you're experiencing jealousy like what is it that i'm doing that's making this you know making you feel this way what is it in this situation or about you and like feeling like you have a loving safe environment to experience that jealousy and to talk about that jealousy is so important. So I'm just thinking about all the women who are listening to this, who wrote in and said like, I don't want to do that because I think it's just like a man's way of basically taking advantage of something and being able to sleep with a bunch of women and whatever. Hopefully in an E&M, the goal here is 
is to have a partner who, you know, is loving and, and open. And I don't know, even if you're not planning on practicing ethical non-monogamy or polyamory or anything like that, or being a swinger, there's so many terms now I've learned. There's a lot of differences between the ways that you open your relationship up and um, the limits and restrictions you have on that. I think that it's so beautiful that the idea that, you know, you could say to your partner, like, I hope in my next relationship, I'll be able to say to my partner, I'm jealous and here's why. And like, here's how it makes me feel. And I think it's because of this thing and blah, blah, blah. And then being able to hear that and hold that without it upsetting them. I think that's really beautiful and important. The other distinction they make um, here is about kind of the way that sometimes what happens is after you feel ashamed of your jealousy, you act out. So instead of being able to talk through your jealousy, what often happens, which isn't okay and which isn't acceptable is the way that we act out and we punish our partner because of our jealousy. Um, And I think that's just supernatural. That's what happens when people aren't able to express their emotions. But that's the part of jealousy that's ugly and unfair and you really have to watch yourself. But I think that's an important distinction than the feeling of jealousy and the experience of jealousy, which is human. So in the ethical slut, they kind of give a couple different methods for handling your jealousy. So, you know, one of the things is just what we already talked about, which is just like, acknowledging your jealousy, but they're like, how do you do that? Right. One of the things is like feeling your feelings. Like that means you need to go for a run or right. I like what they say, like basically finding an outlet for your rage or your anger or whatever you're feeling. Like they say, it's okay to cover pages of your journal with fuck, fuck, fuck. I hate this in bright red ink. If you, if it feels good to you. So basically, you know, finding ways to do something with the anger or the grief or whatever, feel your feelings and, um, experiencing them without putting them on to someone else. So then you can almost like move through them, um, on your own. They also suggest like, there's just babying yourself. Like, a nice cup of tea, like self-care, all the things, you know, just being like, okay, I'm really having a hard time now. Like, what do I need? What's going to make me feel better learning to take care of yourself? I mean, these are all things that are important with dealing with any emotions and feelings, but I actually think can be really hard with jealousy because of the shame we have around it. And because we're often afraid of jealousy. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. There's a TikTok that I watched from this woman, Sarah Gibson. Here's Sarah Gibson's little piece of her TikTok I really liked. Setting very- 
very clear boundaries is a great way to mitigate these negative emotions coming up. And it's good to remember that a boundary is always going to be setting a limit for what you're willing to tolerate as opposed to trying to control someone else's behavior. An example would be, if you cheat on me, I will leave the relationship because I don't want to be with someone who's dishonest. Whereas trying to control someone else's behavior is you can't cheat on me. You can't see that woman. You can't talk to this person. They're probably going to do it anyway if they really want to. That's why it's important to bring the attention back to you, yourself, your relationship, making sure everything is okay on that very fundamental, foundational basis before we start looking at outside factors, because oftentimes the problem is at home. It is not the structure of a relationship that makes one secure. Divorces happen all the time to 50% of marriages. It is always going to be the relationship you have with your partner and yourself above all else that creates true security she basically says like yeah you know the truth is is once we investigate where our jealousy comes from it's scary because it could be that your partner isn't making you feel secure enough it could be from something that you're insecure about with yourself that you're scared to admit or look at so a lot of the times there's a reason we we don't look at our jealousy it's because we don't want to know what's underneath there and i think that acknowledging that it's it's a really brave thing to face your own jealousy is a huge part of this as well. Then reassurance, which again, I don't know. I feel like this is something I've had a hard time with. And I think a lot of my friends do coming to your partner and saying to your partner, I need reassurance. Neediness is such a quality that we, you know, look down on in our culture. It's like such a gross thing. Nobody, nobody wants to be needy. So even though we rely on marriage and there's, you know, so many rules and ideas we have around monogamy and marriage and what that means and what that should look like, that doesn't actually speak to the safety of the relationship at all. That is between two people and it's about the boundaries that you guys create and about the way those people make you feel and about how you relate to each other and each other's emotions. And I think in particular jealousy. But ultimately, like a loving relationship, you need to be able to go to your partner and say, okay, I've done the work myself of how I can take care of myself, move through these emotions, whatever, but now I need reassurance from you. I need you to tell me certain things. Another thing that they they talk about, which again goes back to the white lotus scene and why it's so good, go for the ick is the title of the section. And they basically say like, what happens when you don't know when you don't know, when there's a blank thing, like there's images that come into our mind. So you start imagining the scariest stuff um, and you start projecting it onto whatever. They describe those disturbing images, the ones that really bother you are not telling you what your partner is doing. So again, I'm thinking about that scene where we're in his POV and his imagination and you're you're seeing what he is imagining and you're like, fuck, is it real? You actually don't know what your partner is doing. And that's the truth, which is also the difficult part. When we don't know what's going on, few of us are able to just say, I just don't know and stop thinking about it. We fill in the blanks and to do that, we make something up. It's just our way, our brain's way of making sense of things. What you see when you fill in the blanks has nothing to do with reality. It is your fear. So now you know what you're afraid of and know nothing about what is really happening. Our minds like nature abhor a vacuum. We get nervous. Basically like, you know, just how quickly and easily we kind of project. So what they suggest, one powerful way to come to terms with your fears is to acknowledge them. Yes, I'm afraid of that. So, you know, it's almost like having a nightmare and being like, okay, what 
what about this nightmare was so scary? What is my brain trying to work out? And it's a way of reality testing. Reality is almost always less terrifying than the fiction that you'll create in your mind. So they say you can counter your fears with reality testing. And I think that's such a good exercise. It's almost like being a little kid and having the monster under your bed and imagining them. And then when you go and look and you actually, you know, look under your bed, it helps not be afraid of the monster. So talking about jealousy is obviously, you know, a tricky thing. And um, again, people have so much shame around it, but it's something everyone experiences, not just in a romantic context, but in other ways, like envy is a close sister to jealousy. I think if it feels different. I'd be curious how one, I feel like everyone would maybe define jealousy and envy differently. I think envy to me is somebody has something that you don't and jealousy is more complicated. Um, Envy is almost an easier, you can solve envy in an easier way, or you can identify it more easily. Whereas jealousy is often much more layered. So I'd love to hear from all of you more about um, your experiences with jealousy and like how you handle those. And, you know, if you have different opinions around jealousy and like, maybe it's just, you don't think it's as much about being accountable for yourself and it's more about your partner. Again, I kind of, I feel that because in the beginning of this episode, when we were talking about that white Lotus scene, he knows that his wife is lying to him. And I think a lot of the times jealousy does come from a real place. I mean, I know how many of my friends have said to me, like this person, their relationship with my partner bothers me. And then after they break up or whatever else, they're like, I knew it. And they knew it because people are smart and intuitive and whatever. I think that if in those cases, I do think that if you talk to your partner and your partner's like, oh yeah, like if there's space for your partner to be like, oh yeah, I guess I do kind of have a flirtation with that person. What does that mean for us? it's like so much less scary. It's not just right and wrong. It's like, let's take a look at what this means about me, about where I'm at in my life, about our relationship, all those things. I mean, listen, I know that this is like a little bit Buddhist enlightened dream fantasy world, but I think it's important to at least just think outside the box when it comes to this stuff, because I don't think necessarily the way that we handle or think about jealousy in our culture right now is working. Thank you for tuning in. Go to hilo.fm to submit your thoughts around EM and jealousy. I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.